0: Welcome to Cannabis Eleven Live. This is DJ SK. Hey everybody, this is Mo, and I believe in ghosts. And today we're going to be focused on the topic of cannabis in the workplace and how it's changed our society as we know it, and how it's quite literally affected my paycheck personally. <laughs> Same. So uh, I don't know about you, uh,
1: Sam, but personally, also I'm, I'm, as you know, Sam, uh, I've had kind of a let's call it a tumultuous relationship between cannabis and work. Um, as I uh, said before, it's quite literally affected my paycheck. I actually remember uh, one of the first jobs that I was getting out of college was for AAA insurance. Get this people. They didn't, they didn't piss test me. They didn't mouth swab me. Hair they hair follicle tested me and they took that hair from my legs I couldn't even shampoo it out. I bought this special $100 shampoo, and I used it on my hair every day religiously. So I quite literally had hair taken from my legs rather than from my head. And I bought this, like, special shampoo, $100 shampoo, and I was rinsing it out every single day for, like, a week straight, not smoking. So stupid of me. I should have just smoked and told them to go F themselves with that job. Well, needless to say, this total jackass of a human being, like... Called me like two days after the test with this totally condescending, just jackass voice and was like, Yeah, so you smoked and we caught you. <laughs> like, all right, thanks, ass. You're going to jail. <laughs> so, yeah, so that happened. So, naturally, I didn't get that job, um, which, you know, probably worked out for the better. Probably worked out best for AAA, anyways, quite frankly.
0: No, no, absolutely. Actually, I have a very similar story to that. Um, Hair test as well. Luckily, they did take it from my hair, uh, but I spent, let's see, $382, if I'm to be exact, on the process itself. There was a salon in Las Vegas. Uh, Very good business, by the way, because if you know anything about Las Vegas casino workers, they all get drug tested, which is pretty surprising because we all know how Vegas is. But again, uh, I think uh, Mo had mentioned before, easiest way to beat a drug test is to take the bad drugs, the ones that only last a couple days in your system, and that's what a lot of people in Vegas do. So that's why, hand in hand, they also wanted to keep uh, recreational marijuana outlawed in Sin City because of that fact that they like to keep everybody on the real drugs in Sin City, they don't want to smoke in the Doja. Why would they? Still mob run, right?
1: Yeah, but speaking of, man, it is recreationally illegal in Las Vegas now, and boy, has that been a gold mine.
0: Ooh, but they didn't want that, right? Because they just wanted the nightclub and all the other money, potentially. Am I right or am I wrong? Because How are they doing in Vegas right now? uh vegas is completely recreational they do have uh i think a total of 20 companies overall in the state of nevada Uh, most of them are right outside of the las vegas strip some of my favorites essence dispensary reef Uh, reef has a big partnership with cookies Wiz, and burner in there frequently they do a lot of meet and greets it is recreational now but for the longest time if you know about past marijuana laws in Las Vegas, it was actually a felony to have a joint as of about seven years ago. So when I used to go out there frequently in college, marijuana's the only drug I ever thoroughly enjoyed. So I would tread very lightly with my marijuana while other people that I knew were doing other things without anybody betting I. which to me was always very strange. Um, You know what it is, man. It smells.
1: You know, that's what it is, man. Cocaine does... I mean, hey, does it smell like cocaine to you? (laughs) Right? (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's it's just one of those things, right? Like you almost... uh, It's like a green badge of courage. But it's a stanky green badge of courage
0: yeah you know depending uh, depending on what s- strain you might smoke it could be exactly that which is why uh, cannabis in the workplace is so prevalent now um, for everyday go-getters and businessmen they prefer those sativa dominant strains or strains with a lot of terpenes uh, like limonene that's going to uptake their uh, their creativity you know spike everything that they're doing keep them keep them focused and entrenching their work rather than giving them that it's 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 said so many times but indica into couch you know it's a uh, gosh i can't tell you how many times i've sold a product just off that verbiage alone to the point where i even laugh at myself because i say it so often indica into couch relaxing sedative nighttime high
1: Yeah, man, you, you pretty much said it too, right? Like I know that for me, I feel like I'm kind of high strung and for me to be my best at work, I I need to take a little bit of that edge off in order to be able to intake all the stress that I need to be able to take on throughout the day. So for me, like you said, like a little bit of a sativa, usually actually more of a hybrid, because I kind of like to be able, I kind of need to mellow out enough to where those thoughts are coherent, if you will. Um, to me, I feel like cannabis actually did more for my for my ADD than Ritalin ever did, than um, Concerta or whatever the hell they had me on after that ever did, or Prozac and not Prozac. What am I thinking of? Adderall, you know. I just felt like all that stuff would just kind of get me almost like more wound up, Um, albeit more, maybe more focused. But with cannabis, I feel like I have the best of both worlds. I can be my creative self while not having to stress about everything, while still being able to take things seriously enough because that's just my personality. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like it's done wonders therapeutically for me to be able to deal with a lot of the stress that I deal with at work. Uh, which is in the medical profession, which does see a lot of,
0: quite frankly, death. You know the big D. It's I um, mean it, it's a tough subject, but it it's we're all guaranteed one thing, man, and that's that's the end result. Oh no, two things. Don't forget result. taxes. <laughs> oh man, I love that. That's so good, bro. Because I I tend to forget that. I do pay them. I do pay them. If anybody's asking, but yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> like our president, I don't. <laughs> Uh, I am not a crook, uh, I hope.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but you know, I, I just do also want to share one more anecdote about cannabis in the workplace. I kind of touched on this with you uh, at one point. I got into a weird love triangle at a, at a job I was at. Oh yeah. uh, An interesting love struggle and power struggle within the inner office politics as well. Uh, I kind of went ahead, head to head with the alpha and, um, he caught me smoking a joint on a Friday afternoon, uh, about thirty minutes before work let out. Cause, come on, man, I'm just gonna answer emails and then go home. So, like, what's what? What's the what's the harm? And yeah, lost one of one of the best and most rewarding jobs I ever had because of it. And I never blamed the cannabis. I've always just blamed him for being and for not having the balls to spark up with me. Quite frankly.
0: That, that's awesome analysis. So and it, um, anytime cannabis is used as a deterrent, then it's been doing, it's been... <laughs> but yeah, man, I'm sure that you have a similar story. Yeah, yeah. No, I, um, I have a lot of uh, funny stories of cannabis in the workplace. Here's, uh, <laughs> here, here's the one that'll raise some eyebrows or at least get some giggles on there. Uh, I used to work at a pretty well-known seafood company out in Boston when I lived out there. Uh I had a pretty pretty uh high position in uh in the back. And one day I came in with my backpack and it definitely smelled like skunk. I'd put it in the locker room upstairs and my GM at the time, uh, he he knew a little bit about my personal life, not all of it. Pulled me into the office. He said, "Uh smells like skunk up in the locker room." He didn't have to say anything more. I said, "Uh rich out of respect, man." On my 15-minute break, I need to go home and walk my dog. If you guys don't get the end of that story, I didn't go home to walk the dog. I did go home to take the skunk home, though. The skunk had to go back and sit in the backyard until I got off work because he wasn't allowed in the employment uh, workplace environment.
1: Yeah, man. It's, uh, it's definitely an interesting dawn in California's legalization uh, and workplace uh, laws. You know, now that it is legal in California, I've, I've noticed a big trend in the last five, six years. A lot more companies have been kind of swaying away from doing drug testing until something comes up uh, that they have to deal with from, like, HR. Um, in general, uh, you you are seeing a lot more of... I, I mean, I'm just noticing it myself in my own workplace, a lot more of, like, a laxed attitude, kind of like a don't ask, don't tell kind of mentality. Like, look, we're not going to judge you, but don't don't be brash about it. Um You know, I think that the next step, obviously now it's so easy to be discreet between edibles and vaporizers, um, that I could very easily see it almost uh, a drug testing almost could be completely eliminated within about 10 years or so outside of maybe like the public welfare system.
0: Yeah. Well, it's, uh, it's perfect. You're on that subject now because, uh, at the cannabis dispensary I work at, we just, we're, we're veering towards complete corporate laws and in the workplace too, which would include drug tests. Now, are we going to test our employees for the cannabis product that they're selling for our company? That's not going to be a thing. Our GM and our HR are having a tough time writing out this paperwork because clearly we're not going to have that be one of the bylines. Now, we do ask, uh, I'm a manager at the shop, that our employees, if if you're going to partake in the products, be smart about it. Like Mo was saying, don't be brash. Don't come in lit, man. Come on, just be smart about it, because I will call you on it. I, I, I will know if you're high. Trust me. I've been getting high for 15 years. If you're lit, I know you're lit, and I'm going to send you home. Next day, come in sober. Please take your CBD oil, non-psychoactive. If you are going to smoke, be smart about it. Don't come in smelling with the eyes low. Drop the visine, please, guys. I will suspend you. All right, boss man coming out.
1: (laughs) Hey. (laughs) You know, and also just on that note as well, when you're trying to get rid of the more obvious side effects of cannabis, the the red eyes, the droopy eyes, the smell, you know, it's... Even people who smoke cigarettes have their like little rituals to kind of get right.
0: Yes. Can you share some tips? Oh, yeah. You hit one right on the nose, Vizine. My top recommendation, breath mints. Always keep those handy. Hand sanitizer. This is the key for the joints, guys. If you're smoking a blunt on your break, I recommend not doing that because that smells the most. But if you do hand sanitizer, breath mints, clear eyes, nice trip to the bathroom, wash your face, be smart about it, look presentable, look professional, it's not that hard, and you can still have some cannabis in your system. <laughs> and you'll be happy, happy as hell. You'll get the job done, and you'll, do a, you'll have a big smile across your face, everything that you do, even when somebody's upset. People come in all the time, complain about the tax system i put it into perspective like this did you vote yes yes did you vote for recreational cannabis yes then you voted for this i pay the same taxes man no but i didn't oh you didn't vote for it but no but but no but but
1: no but no
0: i didn't (laughs) you you didn't vote for it well there's still drug dealers out there man and they're in. Li- Wait,
1: actually, man, are there still drug? Are there still oh, people out oh, yeah. there selling the black on market the corner? The black market, kind of black market they have for for cannabis right now. I, I, uh, I, just I the one that's
0: not taxed from a dealer in like four years, three years. Well, then you might have voted yes.
1: Oh no, I I one hundred percent voted yes. I was just acting out as uh, as if <laughs> as if one of those people that uh, that uh, isn't into taxes. But that's another. And that's episode. what I had him like,
0: Did you vote for this? Yes. So did I. Thank you. That'll be 44.19. For two grams? Yeah, two grams. You guys don't do the two for 15 anymore for happy hour? No, that's at the trap houses. Uh, it's, it's definitely
1: changed. And, and honestly, for me, I feel like from a safety perspective, it just makes sense. Like, you know, you kind of get told totally, you man. for.
0: Yeah. I mean, be smart about it. Don't you don't get behind the wheel with a 40, do you? If you do, good luck with the repercussions. Please, please don't hurt anybody else out there if you're going to hurt yourself. Not that I recommend doing it, but don't take other people with you. So real quick, I think that we all need to have a real quick one-on-one,
1: myself and the audience. I'm going to teach you real quick how to get high at work. Step one, invest in a vaporizer. I recommend the PAX era. Quite frankly, any of the PAX products. If you like the loose flower packs, that's great. The PAX 3 is incredible, really packs a punch. Other great vaporizer brands, you know, Dosis, formerly Humboldt, fantastic, especially if you're kind of like just starting to dip your toes into the cannabis foray. Uh, and you're not really sure what to expect. It's excellent because you know exactly what to expect. It's written right there on the damn package.
0: Or yeah. well, it's a perfect <laughs> recreational vaporizer. Oh, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll be honest. Our, and our, our company case. bought stock in it. It's it's that good. Oh, wow. I mean, they swear by it. I uh, sell more of that and Curvana Ascend than any of the vaporizer products. And it's Carvana's not even close. Fantastic man. as well. Yeah. Wait, Double wait.
1: barrel. Is that its own brand, or do they
0: have collaborations? Double barrel. Double barrel. You've seen
1: that, right? It almost looks like brass knuckles, which I do not recommend brass knuckles. I, I do, do not, not recommend
0: brass knuckles. knuckles, heavy hitters. A lot of these companies uh, cut corners. They, they put pesticides, other fillers. Very unnatural terpenes in there. Um, you want to try to seek out the clearest, most refined oil, if possible. Native, uh, fantastic. Ma- mainly select Curvanus and, uh, like mohead mes- mentioned, Dosets makes a really, really refined oil. Uh, some of these companies are doing the opposite of medicating. They're actually taking away from what cannabis should be doing for you because it's not a clean, pure product. It's all hot Chemicals. garbage. Hot garbage. Vegetable oil with pesticides and some antifreeze. See, si, senor. Moon rocks with hairspray on them.
1: So that brings us to your favorite segment, Stoners Through History. Today, my stoner in history is Ramses II. They left this out of the Ten Commandments, but Ramses was a pothead. How do we know? Well, they found weed in his tomb, which is a pretty big commitment. Ramses was a true ride-or-die pothead. But I mean, come on, of course, this dude was getting baked. Everyone must have been. Rivers turning to blood, wooden staffs turning into snakes. These bros were on some serious shit. Basically, when he wasn't uh, persecuting God's chosen people or trying to invent a better condom after fathering 160 children, Lanzies was getting lit. I guess Moses just must not have been that chill.
0: (laughs) That's perfect, man my favorite stoner of the day this is uh, arguably the most famous stoner in the history of stoner nation mr bob marley himself straight from jamaica man uh bob was uh, famous for medicating at any and every show he ever performed at He's left a legacy of family members, uh, associates. The Wailers are still around. Not all the band members from the original Bob Marley and the Wailers, but most of them I are. His offspring. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ziggy's still out there. Uh, a lot of the cousins, sons. Bob Marley medicated all the time. Put it out there even back in his era where it was frowned upon by almost everybody outside of his Rastafarian uh, religion. He came down with cancer. It spread throughout his body. It started in uh, his toe, I believe. And it was to the point where he had the decision of chopping off his toe, which was against his religion. It is against Rastafarian uh, religion to dismember any uh, part of your body, any arm leg toe dismember any part of the human body essentially that's why they have these really long dreadlocks and um that whole persona behind them anyway bob was not gonna let the dick a him like that man so he went to the grave with it and unfortunately let the cancer kill him with this day and age and all the study of what uh, THC and overall cannabinoids can do to kill cancerous cells, I wish we had that kind of medication back then uh, with the tinctures, the gel capsules and such that Bob might have been able to beat the cancer instead of just allowing it to uh, take its life from us. And on that super depressing note, That's all, folks. That's all, folks. We'll see you next week on Ken 11 Live.
1: a factor that seems casual is claiming tens of thousands of LGBT lives every year. Tobacco. Yes, smoking cigarettes can damage nearly every part of our bodies. So we choose to keep this life free from tobacco. This free life. Freedom to be tobacco free.